We're learning the sicha. We're learning the sicha on Parsha Shemais and Chavdalit Tevis. Chelik Tezayin. Uh, before we begin, we just want to offer tefillah to the Abishter that our learning should be aschus le'ilu nishmas Rav Yosef Yitzchak ben Meir aschus for all those who are taken hostages, they should be returned to their homes, healthy in body and in mind and in spirit. A tefillah that the, all those that were wounded should have a refor shlema. A tefillah that there should be shalom already, there should be shalom in Israel, there should be shalom all over the world. And the Abishah should take us out of this deep, dark, bitter golos. Um, we're also delighted to share in the Simchas, Chayisara um, Merazav had a granddaughter, born to her son Levi and daughter-in-law Chani Marazov, Mazel Tov, Fager Rachel Gollum, uh, her son and daughter-in-law had a baby girl named Talia Chana Mazel Tov, and Joni Tansky's daughter Shoshana Leah Poulter turned 50. Now, if you do the math very, very quickly, that makes Joni 46, exactly. Um, so hopefully we always and only have Simchas Tashir. Um, Today is Chavteves. It is the Yom Hilula of the Rambam. Um, so that's another thing that we should note. I'm also going to prophylactically excuse myself for having to bolt immediately after the class is over because I have a funeral I must attend. And I hope that everybody will remain um, to Fabring because it's it's just such a really, really uh, beautiful, beautiful Sicha. Aleph. Shmais Chavdal Tebis Chelek Tazayin Seif Aleph. Aidis Histalkus Rabbeinu Hazakin. Regarding the Histalkus, the, the leave taking from this world of the Alta Rebbe, which is coming up, Chavdal Tebis. Kasav Choyk Admor Hatzemach Tzedek. The Tzemach Tzedek described everything surrounding the Histalkus. After the Tzemach Tzedek describes succinctly about the difficult wanderings um, that the Alter Rebbe had to endure, when he was running away from the French, until he and his entourage arrived to the village or the hamlet called Piena. And, um, and and the Rebbe tells us where we could look to see the whole description. And there, the Tzemach Tzedek writes, that it was on Matzah Shabbos of Parsha Shmais, that which fell out on Chof Gimel, the 23rd day of the month of Teves, or Lechav Teves, on the eve of the 24th of Teves, Kechatzais Shah Yud Aleph, about 11.30, Nishba Aren HaKodesh Mo'ar Yisrael Mashiach Hashem V'chulei. The holy ark was taken away, the luminary of Israel, the anointed one. Those are the, the, the terms that the Zemach Tzedek used to describe his grandfather, the Alter Rebbe. Yedua, it's known. Shalachol Mo'yedeh Hashanah, that regarding all the holidays, and in like fashion, we might say 
that this is true about all the significant days, the special days that are connected to tzaddikim. And therefore, if um, this is true about the special days, for sure this includes the birthdays and the Yimei Hilula, the days that mark their passing the yard sites. We know, the Rebbe teaches us constantly that there must be a connection between these special days and the Parsha that is read in confluence to that yumtiv or that um, specific day. And uh, the Rebbe always quotes this, And we also are taught this based on the teaching, the aphorism of the Baal Hilula himself, the Alter Rebbe, Rabbeinu Hazaki, The Alter Rebbe taught that we have to live with the times, and the times in Parsha Shavua, with the Parsha Shavua. So if we apply this rule, if we apply this axiomatic idea that special days are very closely correlated with the Parsha, so we have to look in our own Parsha. That although the Alter Rebbe's leave-taking from this world was actually... Um, on the eve of Chavdal Tebes, which fell out on a Sunday and the first day of Parshas Ve'era, he named But from the fact that the Tzemach Tzedek did not um, content himself, he did, he, 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 um, I'm not, I'm not finding the right words. If somebody has it, please help me. But the Tzemach Tzedek was not content in mentioning that it was or and he wasn't content with just saying that it was a Matzei Shabbos Kodesh, but he added, additionally, he added that this was on the Matzei Shabbos of Shemais, the Yisera Mizu, and even more than this, and then on top of that, he adds that that Shabbos was of Gimel Teves. So move on, it's understood. So from all of this, we have to infer that there was a very profound connection between the Stalkus of the Alter Rebbe and Parsha Shmais that the Tzemach Tzedek underscores this in numerous ways that the Stalkos has to do with Parsha Shemais. And before we move on, um, please look to footnote 8. Um, just really, here. the Rebbe says, and we might say, as, as another reason for why the Tzemach Tzedek added the seemingly extra details, and we'll understand the significance by prefacing with a question. And the question is, seemingly by adding that this was a Matzi Shabbos Kodesh, which is not altogether necessary at all, it would seem that this underscores something negative rather than positive. Why? According to what Achachamim taught us in Mesechah Ksuvais, 
Meis be'er Shabbos, simen yafaloi. Be'matzei Shabbos, simen raloi. The Gemara says that if you if you pass on Erev Shabbos, this is a good sign. If you pass on Matzei Shabbos, it's a, a negative sign. So why would the Tzemach Tzedek underscore that, that the Alter Rebbe passed on Matzei Shabbos Kaidish? Ach hadiyuk hu. But by underscoring this, the Tzemach Tzedek wants to teach us Be'erev Shabbos simen yafeloi. When a person passes on Erev Shabbos, it's a good sign for him. In other words, for him, it's a good thing. Uketaperish Rashi, sheyikonis lemnucha miyat. That, uh, I'm sorry, maybe it's sheyichnas lemnucha miyat. Rashi explains that why is this a simen teva? Because the person goes directly into menucha, uh, into rest, into ganeden, whatever that means. Avol avort soimari, sheshelnasi Yisrael. So, but if you're talking about the, the sheep of the flock of a leader in Yisrael, and a Rebbe, who's worried about his people, Hare Adarabe. then on the contrary, because when a tzaddik passes away, it's a very auspicious time, and it is during this time that there is revealed and there is illuminated a special light and a special revelation from above that comes down into this world that saturates this world. And this the Altarebbe writes in Tanya that at that time of Estalkos of Atzadik, the the Chasadim of Hashem, the kindness of Hashem, irradiates this world from one end to the other on those that fear Hashem, and effectuates all kinds of salvations for the people in the land. Lachain, therefore, dafka b'matzei Shabbos, shematchila ha'avoyda So then, it, it, it is so, um, it seems so right that dafka matzei Shabbos, when you begin to step back into the world, b'kerav ha'aretz, you you have to leave the cocoon. You have to leave the island in time called Shabbos, and you have to go back into the world. So that's when we in this world need this effluence more than ever. And therefore, Nisye Yisrael, when you're talking about the leaders of Bnei Yisrael, the Chabayim, in the main, they don't think about what would be good for their spiritual elevation. But rather, they worry about B'nai Yisrael and our situation here. And especially And we are especially vulnerable because we see this, that we need P'samim, we need to... Um, revive ourselves because the Neshama Yisera leaves us. And what else do we do? Ulamiras al-tira avdi Yaakov. And we have a minuk that we we console ourselves and we say, do not fear my my servant Yaakov because there, there could be anxiety and fear about stepping back into this world. So the Rabbeim, who their whole life is about worrying about their flock, so when they when they're 
when they're nostalgic from this world, they also don't do it in a way that leaves behind their flock. That's what they're worried about. They're, they, they, they opt more. It's, it's better for them that when they leave, it should be done in a way that is best for their flock, rather than worrying about their own celestial heights and elevation and, and what might be good for them. So it's, it's very, very poignant and so, so beautiful, adding another layer to what the Tzemach Tzedek underscores about Matzeh Shabbos Kedesh. Now we're going back into the Sikha. The Rebbe also passed away Matzeh Shabbos. Yeah. Yeah. The last paragraph of Sif Aleph, or Befrat, and especially Shazman is Talkos Hamiduya Kaya Kaloshan Semach Tzedek Sham, Kechatsois Shah Yud Aleph. And especially the Alter Rebbe, I mean, the Semach Tzedek, it was very specific and right that it was 1130. And as it's known, and as is known, that the hours of Matzah Shabbos Kedesh before Chatzah have a very special connection to Shabbos. And it expresses itself in certain halachas. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm of a certain vintage. I remember a whole discussion about if we have a program in school on Matzah Shabbos, uh, what are we allowed to wear and what kind of clothes do we have to wear because it's Matzah Shabbos, you have to be dressed in a certain way. So from all of this, it's clear that there is a very specific connection between the Stalkos of the Alter Rebbe and Parsha Shmois. See if base. Parsha Shmoisu. So what's the content? What's in the main? What's the content of Parsha Shmois? It's Golus for Shibud Mitzrayim. It's about the exile and the servitude in Egypt. The last two parshas that we did did involve themselves um, with being in Mitzrayim. It was after the Jews went down to Mitzrayim, but it was before they were engaged in the servitude to Mitzrayim. And like our Chachamim taught us, as long as one of the people, one of the children of Yaakov Avinu that came down to Mitzrayim were alive, the Mitzrayim were not able to subjugate B'nai Yisrael. On the contrary, I'm, I'm sorry, and on the other hand, on the other end, and in the Parshas that follow Shemais, Parshas Ve'era, Parshas Boi, Although that also speaks about the era of the servitude of Bnei Yisrael in Mitzrayim. However, But in Parshas Ve'era, you can already discern the beginning of the Geula, the beginning of the redemption. The signs, the wonders that Hashem showed the Egyptians, and the and the plagues that were brought upon the Egyptians, and and the very servitude also became lessened. It was it was less intense. And even more, the Gemara teaches 
Butla avoid Mitzrayim. That okay, we, we left Mitzrayim only on Yudalid, Nisan. But already six months before that, in Rosh Hashanah, it was already in the celestial heights, the the servitude of, of our ancestors in Mitzrayim was was already negated. Balachas kama v'kama parshas boy, and if this is true about parshas ve'era, how much more so in parshas boy? Shabam mesuper kfar edus hagulah bepoyel, and and in boy we already have the actual leave taking from Mitzrayim. Masha came parshas shmais. So, you know, in contradistinction to parshas that came before and the parshas that come after, parshas shmais stands out. Because because the entire content of this parsha is all about the magnitude and the severity of the servitude. Until what is told at the very end of the parsha. I'm not going to continue to give them the materials that they need that they need to create the bricks and the mortar. I'm going to make the work heavier. I'm going to intensify the work upon the Jews. And in fact, we find that Moshe Rabbeinu himself came with a complaint before God and he said, from when I came to Paray, because you told me to, you deputized me to come to Paray, but from that time, it became worse for them. And when we understand this, we might be able to explain possibly the, the connection between the histalkos of the Alter Rebbe and Parsha Shemais. As has already been said before, when the Rebbe begins, the Sikha was citing the description of the histalkos written by the Semach Tzedek. The Alter had passed in a state of exile. He was running for his life. Like the Tzemach Tzedek wrote, In the words of Tzemach Tzedek, it was when the Alter Rebbe was running from the French and he was on the move. He was running, he was wandering until they came to this hamlet, this little village called Piena. As per all the details of the Alter Rebbe's wandering and, and um, fleeing and all of the travails and the difficulties uh, that, are in, that are included in that fleeing that are described in the letter from the Tzemach Tzedek. Seif Gimel. Yiduim divrei bal ha'yelula. The words of the Bala of the Altareb are known. Regarding the whole idea of when a tzaddik takes leave of this world, departs. That when, the, when a tzaddik departs from this world, then there arise upward. All, everything that he accomplished, all of his Torah, all of his Aveda, everything that he toiled in for all the days of his life. And 
all of this is revealed and irradiates in a revealed fashion, uh, um, a light that comes from above to below. And all of this happens during the histalkos. And because we know that everything that happens is and how much more so something that happened to a tzaddik and a leader of the generation. Move on, it's understood. That this fact, that the Alta Rebbe's Histalkos was in Golos, so the fact that the Alter Rebbe passed away in a state of Golos teaches us about the very deep connection between all of the accomplishments and the Torah and the toil of the Alter Rebbe that all rise up and are revealed and irradiate in the time of his histalkos, it shows us a deep connection between the Alter Rebbe's life and work to the advantage of Avoida that is done, Dafka in Golos. And because of this, because there is such a deep connection between the Alter Rebbe and the idea of Avoide Begolos, therefore it devolved from that spiritual reality that in the physical terrain, in the physical realm, he passed in a state of Golos. So it's not that he passed in a state of Golos, and now the Rebbe is looking to find an explanation. No, the Rebbe is saying the opposite. He passed in a state of Golos because that is so essential to who the Alter Rebbe was. The Ishleimar, we might say, We might say that this is the reason for why the last Yutas Kisla that the Alter Rebbe marked in this world, was also in a state of exile in the same geographic location as the place where he passed. Like the, the Tzemach Tzedek writes, Tzemach Tzedek records that they came Erev Shabbos Kodesh Vayishlach to this place and it was right before Yutas Kislev. Why? Because Yotes Kislev, the Rosh Hashanah Tachasidus, is the essential point of all of the work and all of the Torah and all of the spiritual service of the Baal HaYilula. It all comes to a crescendo on Yotes Kislev, or it's all um, on Exhibit A on Yotes Kislev, let's say. And since everything about him, and because as already ascertained that the Alt Rebbe is connected to the advantage of avoiding this managolos, therefore, it 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 came about that his last Yutis Kislev, meaning 
the greatest spiritual ascent in his lifetime in this world. Because if you Kislev is a day that showcases everything about the Alter Rebbe, and this is the last Yotes Kislev in this world, and Shaharei Bechol Shana Vashana Yeri Dumeir Ar Chodesh and Mechudash Shaloi Hayameir Daim Elam, and Chasidus teaches that every Yom Tov and every Yom Tov, in other words, every specific day, there's a, a specific day on the calendar, I'm sorry, then there's a new light, there's an Or Chodesh. So every year there's a successively higher light on Yotis Kisav. And this was the last Yotis Kisav of the Rebbe in this world. And where was it? Hayabagolus. It was in a state of exile. V'yaseira Mizu, and even more so, V'etzem Mokem HaGolus Shabbat and where was he found? In the same location where he would pass. Why? Because on the in the time of passing, on the day of passing, that is when there is the most consummate um, exposure and revelation of all of the accomplishments, the deeds, the Torah, and the spiritual service of, of, of a person, in this case, the Alter Rebbe, Dalit. And so we'll understand, after the explanation that the Rebbe gave us previous to this, if we understand, now we're, we're in a better place where we're in a better position to understand the connection between the Alter Rebbe's passing, the Tzimach Tzedek underscores that it's Mati Shabbos Kedush Parsha Shemais, and the content of Parsha Shemais, which the Rebbe already taught us in Siv Beis, is all about Golos. Kfar Nizbar Kama V'chama Pa'amin, Sheshma Shala Parsha Mabia Es Toichen Kola Parsha. So here the Rebbe is going to ask, a series of questions because the Rebbe teaches us constantly that the name of the Parsha encapsulates and expresses the content of the Parsha. And if this is so, and if we've determined that Shemais is all about Shibut, it's all about servitude, it's all about Golos, so that we don't understand here in our case how this all really comes together. Why? Nimtza Mana es shibud mitzrayim. Uh, I'm sorry. We don't understand how this all clicks because the Rebbe explained to us that Shmais is all about golos. And constantly the Rebbe tells us that the name of the Parsha encapsulates the whole Parsha and, and, and reflects the whole Parsha. So how do we, how do we understand this? Because the name Shemai seemingly is about the opposite of Golos. And it's about the opposite of Golos for a number of a number of reasons or in a number of ways. Aleph, Amru Chazal, Kanal, the Rebbe already cited this teaching from Ar Chachamim, that calls Machahaya Echad Mehem Kim Eisen Shayardulam Mitzrayim, Loi Shibdu Hamitim Be Yisrael. That for as long as one of the people that came down to Mitzrayim from the original 70 souls that came down, as long as they were alive, there was no shibut, there was no servitude for the Jews. 
Nimza. So from this we understand We understand that the energy of delineating the names of those that came down to Mitzrayim is an energy that prevents the Shibud, prevents the servitude from beginning. So it seems to be contrary to what the Rebbe said about Shemais being all about Golos. Beis. Gam had Gosha HaMiyuchedes de Teva Shemais Gufa. Masha Kadesh Baruch Hu Shavu Manam B'Shemaisa. And the very idea uh, that is underscored by, by the Ebeshter listing their names again. Harehi Kedivrei Rashi Lohedia Chibasan. We learned this yesterday. Rashi tells us that Debishta wants to tell us how much he loves Bnei Yisrael, which is Hefach Idin Hagolos Vekoshi Yeshiva Yisrael Shalav Misuper Parsha Zup. Again, that's the opposite energy of Shibud, of Golos, of exile, of servitude. In other words, it's completely extra, seemingly, for the names of these people to be listed once again, because we already know who they are. And Rashi explains that, no, the Abisha wants to show us how much he loves us. So he lists the name again. But again, so that's an overture of closeness, of manifest love. That's an embrace. That's a hug. And, and Parsha Shemais is supposed to be all about the bitterness of the Golos and the, and the, and the exile. And Shemais, Elu Kamamer Chazal, Al Shem Geulas Yisrael Niskurukan. And these names, the Chachamim teach us, are all about Geula, and that's why they were listed here. So the Rebbe is deepening his question, which is, we've said that Parsha Shemais is all about the servitude. It's the, it's the most intense expression thereof, and yet the Parsha is called Shemais, and Shemais seems to be all about Hashem's manifest love and embrace of us and, and, and the energy of Geula. How do we understand this juxtaposed against the Rebbe's teaching over and over again that the name of the Parsha encapsulates the whole Parsha? It carries the energy of the whole Parsha. Dalit. No, hey, Ubira Indian. And the explanation is as follows. Yedua shenikudus ha'iloi b'avayda zman ha'golos hi sha'az dafka mizgale koyach ha'mesiros nefesh al-Yisrael. It's well known that the essential elevation that is achieved through the spiritual toil in Golos is that it's dafka in Golos that Mesiras Nefesh, the power to engage in Mesiras Nefesh, emerges. And that power, Nimshach Mefchinas Yechida Shabanefesh. And Mesiras Nefesh comes from Yechida, from the highest level of the Neshama from the etem hanashama, from the core, the tamadavar. And why is this so? Lefisha hakayach, the yechidosh benefesh, etem hanashama, because the, the power of the yechida, of the core, of the of the most transcendent aspect of the neshama, bali debitui biiker bimakayim bimatsav shabay chaseyer mahergesh vahakara belakus bitzadakayches hagiluyim shal hanashama. Because when is the Etzab HaNeshama, when is Yechida activated? It, 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 it comes to expression in the main, in a place and in a situation where the Jew lacks the feeling and the recognition of eloquence, of godliness, 
on the part of the revealed aspects of the neshama. They're not really engaged cognitively. They're not engaged emotively. It's a really dark place. And that's when the Yechida asserts itself. And in that situation, the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not on the revealed level. It's not on the manifest level. It's only, and in the main, Davka, through the Etzem HaNeshama, through the core of what it means to be a Jew. And therefore, so when the Beis HaMikdash stood and godliness was manifest, so then the Avoid of B'nai Yisrael was also on this revealed level. They had a um, uh, recognition and uh, you could say a fashtan, they understood and they had a gishmak, they enjoyed elikus with their internal incorporated aspects cognitively, emotively. And because that is a modality that comes through the cognition and comes through the emotions. So then that kind of obfuscates the transcendent aspect of Yechida because you're feeling it on that aspect, on, on that more manifest, albeit lower level of Giluyim. The dafka bisman hagolos kasher or eliki hu behelam behester, and it is specifically in exile when the godly light is in a state of shrouded. It's shrouded. It's obscured. It's a time where, as the Tehillim explains, daisesenu leireinu. We don't see the signs. We don't have among us somebody that can see an end to this. We don't know what's going to happen. And there are all kinds of obfuscations and things that block and 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 challenge us in Dafka. So it's specifically then It's during that time. And because the manifest kreches of the neshama are absent. Dafka then mis Then the yechidah benefesh is aroused lehisgaber alek shoyim v'hanisyonis pekiim atorim mitzaser mitzad etzem ha'iskashru shal yisrael kadosh baruch hu. That's when the the yechidah is aroused to overcome the difficulties and the challenges that are mounted against the keeping of Torah and mitzvahs. And this happens because of the transcendent and the core connection of B'nai Yisrael to Hashem. And that is the whole concept of Golos Mitzrayim, and that is the whole concept of exile in general, that it is specifically in Golos that there comes to full expression the most profound 
and core connection between a Jew and Hashem. And this was the preparation to receive the Torah. Because what's the whole point of Matan Torah? It's to bring, it's to bring godliness into the Tachtonim, into the lowest realm, into the physical, the material. That through Torah mitzvahs, the lowest plane should become a domicile, should become a dwelling place for Hashem. Because it's only through the avoid of dear betachtainim that the deepest and most essential aspect of the Torah comes to full expression. So the above mentioned explanation about the advantage of the avoid that is done in this managolos, that the yechida shabinefesh is activated, that the etzem hanesham is activated. That even though on a manifest level the godly light is 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 not irradiating, it's it's obscured, but it's dafka then that the etzem hanashama is revealed, and all of this merumas be'inyan to shameless, and this concept is alluded to in the concept of names. When we talk about the connection between a person and the name that they carry, we find paradoxical elements. We find two opposing features. On one hand, the person themselves doesn't need a name. I don't need a name to know who I am. The only way in which your name services you is that it provides agency to somebody else to be able to call on you. So they have to know how to get your attention. So this would seem to underscore that a name is a very external aspect of the person. And for this reason, you don't really get to know anything about the person by knowing their name. It's just a name on a piece of paper. And what is proof of this? There could be hundreds and thousands of people that carry the same name. And this demographic, let's say they all carry the name Chana, but they could be variated, and the Rebbe says, and they could even be opposite each other from one extent, from one extreme to the other. Because the name does not reflect the essence of the person who carries the name. It's not like um, using the metaphor of light, because with light, light reflects the source, the luminary. And through the light, you're able to grasp that there is a luminary and you're able to understand something about the luminary. A name of a person is not like that. 
because from the name itself, you can't really learn anything about the person. That's all on one hand. But on the other hand, we know that a name has a connection to the very core of a person. And it's a connection that transcends the manifest aspects of the person. And what's the proof? When you call a person by their name, the person turns around and reacts to the name with all of them, with all of themselves, with mizu and more. When a person faints, God forbid, and when a person loses consciousness, this means that their vivifying factor ha has somehow been obscured or is separated from their body. So how do you wake a person from their faint? To call them by their name. This teaches us, this is a proof that the name is connected and is very relevant to the essence of the, of, of the person. And therefore, calling their name has the power to, to draw forth their their chayus, their their life force to bring it back into the into their body. And in this way, there is something that there's an advantage to the name in contradistinction to light. Before the Rebbe said that a name is not like light, because by the name you can't know anything about the source of of the you can't know anything about the person. Whereas from light, you can know something about the source, the luminary. But the Rebbe says, but in this respect, going back to that metaphor, a name has something over light. That even though through light, you can grasp the luminary, you can identify the luminary, but still in oral, you cannot pull on the essence of the luminary through a ray of light. But you could pull on the essence of the person through their name. Vahainu, this means, idea here that the essence of the person comes to expression dafka where you don't recognize and it's not manifest and it's not showcased any of the revealed aspects of the person. And this is in consonance with what the Rebbe explained above that the advantage of the avoida that we do in Golos is that in that darkness and in that obfuscation and in that confusion, that's where the essence of the person is revealed. Zion. Al pikola now. 
So based on all of the above, move on hakesher We can understand the connection between the Alter Rebbe's deeds and his Torah and his work to Parsha Shemais in in which is all about Golos. Yadua, it's known that just like there is the idea of the Yechida in a person's soul, so there is Yechida in Torah. And what's the Yechida of Torah? Torah is a Hasidus. The Iker Hagilui de Bechinus Yechida de Torah Bechasidus Chabad. And, and the main revelation of the Yechida of Torah, which is Chasidus, is Davka and Chasidus Chabad. He tears ha Chasidus Kefishabal, Hailula, Gila, Isa, Behemshicha, Bahavana, Bahasaga. It's Davka in the Torah of the Alter Rebbe, who created a system and drew down all of these transcendent and lofty ideas that they should be able to be accessed with our cognitive uh, vessels, with our minds. And the Al-Tarebbe did this in such a way that through this learning that we learn with our minds, we should be able to affect our Nefesh Bahamas and all the aspects of the physical world that belong to us, until we're able to transform from one extreme to the other, our Nefesh Bahamis and the physical matter that is, that is given to us, because as said above, it's specifically in the physical. It's specifically with the Nefesh Bahamas. It's specifically with our Chelek Shaba'ilam that is expressed the core of Primi Satara. Kilamar, that is to say, just like we explained above, just like the Rebbe taught us above, um, relative to a person, that it is dafka when the more overt, manifest aspects of the person are clouded or 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 completely covered and hidden. That is when the etzem hanashama manifests. It's the same thing with the yechida of Torah, which is Chasidus Chabad. That when are you Megala? When do you reveal the greatness? When, when not when do we reveal the greatness? When do we see the greatness of this Chasidus? It's in its ability to affect the lowest aspects of the person and the world. It's able to affect the Nefesh Bahamas. It's able to affect the physical material matter. And as, as the Alter Rebbe taught us, Call The whole Indian of Chasidus is to change our characteristics, is to change our habits, is to change our predispositions. And this is the um, common denominator between all of Al Rebbe's Torah and all of his work and both in the Alter Rebbe's work 
and in the Avoidus Managolos, in both of these are effectuated the revelation of the Yechida specifically in the place that is empty of or devoid of manifest light. Yes. Yadua, known, that the great level and the great work of the Balei Lula is alluded to in his name, Shnei'or Zalmin, Shnei'or Miloshan, Shnei'or, two lights, two celestial lights, Vizalmin, who are Asias Lizman. Same, Zalman is the same letters of Lizman. And these names, again, showcase and express the connection and the fusion and the merging of Shnei Or, two big lights, and the Inin of Zman. The explanation is as follows. Shnei Or, Perushoi, Kemaimer HaBal Shem, to the Baal Shem, to have foretold about the Alter Rebbe, that he would be, that his neshama would, would irradiate the world with two types of light, the light of the revealed Torah, of, of Nigla, and the, and the light of the hidden of Hasidus. And the novelty of one word, one name, Shnei Ar, encapsulating two different lights, is the complete merging of Nigla and Nister in Terah, until they become one thing, two sides of the same coin. You can't separate them. And the possibility for this merger to occur was only because the Alter Rebbe revealed the essence of Torah, the Yechidah Torah. Because the essence is higher than any uh, putting it into different categories of what is what is hidden and what is revealed. Because when you reach into that transcendent level of Yechida, you're, you're in a place that is higher than these different distinctions, and therefore you're pulling on a Kayach that can bring them, that can fuse together these two lights. And this greatness, Himshich Lizman. The Alter Rebbe brought it down in Zman. And what is Zman? Hashayich Laila. Time is a construct that, that belongs to the physical world. And Ayla, Miloshan Helam. And the whole world, Ailam come, comes from the word Helam, which means to hide, to obscure, to obfuscate, to shroud. The Hainu meaning, Shagam Ba'ilam Atachten, Ya'ir Shnei'or. His name was not just Shnei'or. It was Shnei'or Zalmit. Because the whole thing was that these two great lights should come down into this lower world, hachibor de beza eres, to to bring together these two lights. And through this davka comes this fusion of 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 the two through the agency of revealing the yechida shabbatayra. As we've explained above, that 
And as explained above, that when can the Yechida um, manifest? It's Davka in the lowest places, in the hardest places, in the darkest places where there's no Giluyim. And that's where we get the Indian of Yechida. Tess. Kefishin is bar kamap kamap amim, as explained a number of times. Tachlis hakavanahi, the whole point is, you could say, shagam and yonim shalamaila mishalshlos, olamaila mikaychis adam, that it's the things that are beyond the chain of devolution, beyond the system that the Abishta created to create this world. And they're higher than the abilities of a person. The whole point is that these transcendent levels, they should come down and they should manifest in an incorporated way in the abilities of a person. And it should not just be in an obfuscated way like it is in the time of Golos. In other words, this should be the fusion of the transcendent and the imminent in a way that is recognizable, that we can see. Because although we've spoken above about the advantage of the Avoida in the time of Golos, because it's Dafke and Golos that then is aroused and then is revealed, the Yechid HaShabenefesh, but, but the Rebbe says, but enough already with this. But the whole point of going down in Mitzrayim was to get the tear. The whole point of, of, of Golos is the Geula. Meaning that what we really want to get to is that the Yechida that is manifest during the time of Golos, we want to get to a point where that manifestation should illumine our 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 um, abilities, and that our abilities should be saturated and suffused with atzmos, with the etzam and evesh the yechida, not in a time of golos. We might say that this is the novelty of the Alter Rebbe in, in, in the, his Torah, Hasidus Chabad. That the, the Pneumius Torah, which really is higher than Ishtalshalos, it's higher than any system, and it's higher than logic and, and intelligence. And seemingly, it should be impossible for a person to accept to 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 come into this Torah, except through accepting it and through faith. In other words, it should be impossible for us to actually understand Chasidus. But al the Rebbe's Chiddush was af he tumshach benigla ubahasaga bechabad shebenefesh adam. But al the Rebbe's novelty was that he took these ideas that are so transcendent and are higher than Ishtalshalos, and he brought them down in a way that they can be grasped in the Chachma, Bina, and Das of a person, and through grasping it with his Chabad, it should affect the Midas, that we should be aroused and loving Hashem and being in awe of Hashem in the right way.
וזה מרומז בכך שהסתלקוס הייתה מתשבס קדש ארליהם על הפרשס ואירה, and this is alluded to in the fact that his הסתלקוס was a מתשבס קדש on the eve of the first day of פרשס ואירה, אבל ואירה לא נזכר בגילוי, but the name ואירה is not mentioned by the צמח צדק in a revealed way, Uh, because what's what's vaera asha oz kvar hiskhil hadibar benegeli gili vaani havaya bekhinas atmos ain safe because vaera is already the idea of hashem appearing and manifesting and revealing in the shame havaya and this is a modality of ain safe that is a transcendent modality asha ad oz leibol degili until that moment it wasn't revealed Like Rashi says, I did not allow myself to be known to them with this most essential aspect of myself. And the very word itself is, is etymologically linked with the word to see, to see the gilui and to reveal. Hainu meaning, Shabachina v'hamadrega shalemayla mishtal shalos yarda l'dei re'iya v'gilui b'oifem p'nimi. The same idea of taking the transcendent and bringing it down from higher than Ishtalshlos into a level that can be seen and revealed in a way that is incorporated in the person that is Begoloi. Please forgive me. I must run. Wishing everybody a good week and call to Selah.